Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Guys, are your feet sore again? Tired of the blisters and that burning sensation? Well, now you don't have to worry anymore, guys. There's something called Apple Sole. Airtight, fresh, road apples packaged that go into your shoes as inserts to slip onto your feet to make hoofing it Feel like walking in the clouds. Check it out at poopshoe.squish. Hello, 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 everybody. This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who doesn't mind mosquitoes and ants in the tent. Goes with his life motto, a billion friends are better than one. Even if they aren't human, <laughs> Carl Mandriola. <laughs> I could use more friends. No, I, I like it. Actually, that that it kind of motto. is my motto, to be honest. So, Sad. welcome to the Backpacking Bush Podcast, everybody. With me today is Derek Smurville. He's a man who thinks all angry snowmen will eventually have hmm. meltdowns. Wow, angry snowmen, yeah. frozen. That's good. Because connection. I, I get okay. it. I get it. No, I get yeah. it. The snowman with the yeah. I thought you were going to throw something about Elsa. Do you want to build a snowman? Not with you. That's I'll tell you that right now. Okay. I'll be honest, man. Like, so his name is his his trail name's Frozen. He goes by Frozen on his YouTube channel. Mm. I had a really hard time not making references to Frozen the movie throughout of course. the conversation. Of course. That's the first thing that will come. He has to get that that's the first thing that's gonna come to something. I know, life. but I hate doing cliche stuff and he's like heard that before. He's like, really? Like I I, I tried not to. I'll so at no that. point were you like, Do you want to build a snowman? Like I no didn't point? ask that question. Really? No, but what's funny is so I have a student this year who has a name she's like named she's not named after a character because she was named before the movie came out but she's one of the characters in the movie this is her name and that's the question she gets the most from other students is do you want to build a snowman i would have been like frozen when you go into the unknown like what are you what are you looking for you know like it's so easy it's <laughs> this is so why you should have been there God. that's great i love that oh, <laughs> i love that frozen melting my heart the obvious question for those who, who don't know yeah. his content is like how did he get that trail name right mm. and so i asked him that question 
But then it has to do with an embarrassing moment that happened in high school. And it was like borderline in terms of family friendliness. So I, I ended up taking it out. And so oh. if you're, he has a whole episode on his channel devoted to it. So if you're after, you know, hearing from him, if you're like, yeah, I kind of want to know, like, go check it out. It's on his channel. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, Frozen's okay. Outdoor Adventures. All right. So Bible yeah. of the episode is Proverbs 25, 25. Like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Mm, a far country. Yeah. If you're in Australia, send us a review. Is that what you're saying? I gotta, yeah, I got, I, we just got somebody from Australia actually reaching out to us. So kind of funny that you said there that. There you go. What's the best news you've heard lately? What's the best news from a far land or just best news? What you got? From my doctor that I'm, I'm healthy? Yeah. I don't, I don't have cancer. Okay. I don't, uh, you know. Like you had skin cancer before, just to clarify. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we, you know, the LDLs are a little high, but we got to get those down. Okay. Um, yeah. But other than that, I'm good. So that was, that was huge. You're good. Yeah. So I'm looking the good. The Carl's Jr. Whatever mm. double Western bacon cheeseburger, correct? Yeah. All that stuff that you eat on your cheat days. That's not. That's one day a week. One day a week. One meal. I have okay. To full disclosure to you, um, I had been eating a little bit too much in and out, and I had been eating a little bit too okay. much. Uh, like Chipotle is good, but then when you add in like cheese and queso to everything. It gets a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. So I think right. there was just too much of that going on. And that's what your doctor said. Like, it looks like from your results, you've had too much in and out in Chipotle. Correct. They can tell okay. that from your blood. No, uh, I, I was I was honest with them. I'm like, look, I need I need to pull back on these things. So, okay, we're going to we're going to retest in three months, girl. We'll see how, right. see how I I'm going to I'm getting going to the doctor this week. So that's kind of funny that you said that. Good. Find well, it, eat your eat your flaxseed. It lowers the LDLs. OK, okay? got it. Cholesterol for, cholesterol for you. Life there lessons you from Derek, right there. That's a new podcast coming out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, speaking of life lessons, we've got a lot of life lessons about gear hacks, ultralight tips, top luxury items, how to hit more miles, and more coming up right now. All right. With me today is a man known as Frozen. How's it going today, sir? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, it's our, our pleasure to have you on the podcast. I say our because my, my buddy Derek's not here, but but we'll have we'll definitely have some uh, reaction to our conversation here. Okay, so you so you're a YouTuber. You got a channel. It is growing. It's doing really well. But for those that aren't familiar with your content, or maybe they haven't heard of you yet, you go by Frozen. What's your channel all about? Yeah, so the channel is. Um, I started it about ten years ago, which is when I actually got into backpacking. So my first ever trip is up there for all to laugh at. Uh, I didn't know anything. I went with my buddy who's an Eagle Scout. And it's just basically um, things that I've done and how I've grown as a backpacker. You know, I don't try to, I take pride at least in not trying to sell people anything a billion, you know, a billion times, you know, on X backpacker, all this stuff, you know, flex tail this, flex tail that. <laughs> a lot of flex tail out there. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, give me a break. I get it. This is, might be a good product, but I don't want it just because you're overselling right, right. it. Uh, and, you know, and I don't get any kickbacks. I don't do any of that stuff. I just, I strictly have a channel for backpacking. It makes a little bit of revenue that provides more backpacking stuff for me. That's what it's about. All right, that's fair. So now we know your perspective. So I think what you're saying is really like you're more trustworthy if you do start pushing a product. We know there's not some sort of ulterior motive or objective. I may not have my reviews out first, but 
I will have the most honest reviews in my okay. opinion. I would watch me, to be honest, not the two. <laughs> I would watch myself. <laughs> There's a lot of fakes out there. They use that product on like a four-hour day hike and they, they're an expert and they have you have to right, have right, it. Right. You know what I mean? Then it breaks a month right. later. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, I've definitely encountered some of those folks for sure. So good to know. All right. Well, I mean, and, and to be honest, like some of the stuff you're, you're testing out, like you've done the Appalachian Trail, you're, you're planning on doing the Pacific Crest Trail. So at least yeah. our show, our perspective is if you have gear that either is holding up over the long haul or on the flip side fails. Like we want to hear about those stories, like, as you know, from the people that are testing it out day after day, right. month after month. Really. Yeah. You know, I've had to actually burn bridges with vendors just because I couldn't say anything bad about them when the review came out and it says, we're not working with you anymore. I'm like, okay, uh, you're definitely not worth right. it then, you know? Right. Interesting. So, okay. It's a give and take. Yeah. I won't ask which ones, but I'm tempted. I can tell you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For, okay, so from thousands of trail miles that you've experienced, what's been the craziest, weirdest, or most unexpected encounter experience you've had? There's been a couple. Um, one immediately comes to mind, and it wasn't just like one experience. Okay. It was pretty much an entire backpacking trip, and I can I'll cut to the chase on all the good parts and leave out the boring ones. Um, I was in the I was in the Great <laughs> okay. Smoky Mountains. This was a couple of years before I did the Appalachian Trail, uh, probably like 2017-ish. Okay. Um, I was just moving to like ultralight stuff. So I was getting into the Z-Pack stuff and moving away from the Osprey stuff. And the second day I was in uh, Great Smoky Mountains up near Klingman's Dome. I had just had lunch, crossed the road, turned the corner and there's a bear digging at a log. Okay. <laughs> smaller bear, smaller bear, not like a, a big male uh, black bear that you tend right. to see there, but a smaller bear. I gave it its space. I backed up. You know, we had our little encounter. I got it on film, took some pictures. It was the coolest thing in the world. Went back down the trail a little bit, probably 10, 15 minutes later, I hear all this uh -oh. rustling on my right side coming up. Uh, there, was a, there was a ledge here and there was a hill up here. So I was looking up the hill and I'm like, what is that? Thinking it's yeah. a deer. You know, everybody, it's the scariest sounds are always a squirrel or a deer, right? <laughs> right. Well, there's a bear coming down the hill like 90 miles an hour, no joke, charging Towards you. Me. Okay. And it, as soon as it as soon as it made eye contact, no joke, literally 20, 25 feet away, it turned on a dime and went the other way. Okay. And what were you doing? Were you, were you standing still or what were you doing? I was so scared. I brought up my trekking poles. It's the only thing I could think of. And I'm like, <laughs> I am just screaming my, my butt off. And uh, literally one of the scariest experiences I've ever right. been in. Now, I don't know if it was the same bear that maybe, maybe circled around or if it was the mama bear and that was like an early cub. I don't know how that yeah. all played out, but I've never been so sc yeah. scared in my life. That day at camp, because I got to camp a little later, because you know after you have a bear charge, you're always moving right. slower, right? You're always you know being more aware and more cautious. It's just how the trail right. plays out. Um, I ended up having a, you know, in the, in the Smokies, you reserve your campsites, right? So I had a re reservation at a campsite. And when I got there, the place was trashed. Uh, there was human waste everywhere in the bushes. Human could, waste. Yeah, Yikes. it was gross. Yikes. There was food in the fire pit. And it literally looked like a bear had gotten into like somebody's food bag and just the wrappers were everywhere. Right. Well, I set up my hammock a little bit or as far away from this fire pit area as I could. I, and okay. um, all these bees started to... <laughs> like oh, no. hang out in my tarp I'm like where are these things coming from yeah so you know in the smokies it's bear country obviously and i went down the trail and had uh had my dinner and i come back and literally my tarp was and my hammock was covered in bees and i'm like well i'm not staying here i have totally an irrational fear of bees right okay so i i 
I shove everything, everything in my pack, bees and all, and I go down to the equestrian uh, reservation about, I'm at 1.2, 1.5 miles down the trail. And I stay right. there for the night. The following day, the fun continues. I get up to the top <laughs> of this mountain, see a beautiful overlook. And uh, a couple hikers passed me coming the other way and said, hey, be careful. There's a rattlesnake coming up. Heard the rattlesnake and I was cautious. I went through. Well, there was another rattlesnake that oh, I didn't know about and I was okay. stuck on a ledge again. It was down and then up, rhododendrons on both sides. I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So I sat down. I thought for thought about it for a couple seconds. It wasn't moving. Didn't know what to do. There was nothing to throw at it. Was it coiled or stretched out or what? I couldn't see it. All I could okay. do is hear it and see like the head sticking out from the leaves. Gotcha. And so I did the smartest thing that I thought and it was the dumbest mistake I ever made because it lunged at me as I ran past the thing. <laughs> and I look back and it's all like upside down and coiled on the trail. I'm like, wow, that could have okay. been really bad. You know, I found out which road I was going to cross the next time. And yeah. Just a dumb, stupid rookie mistake, okay. you know, that you learn from. But that's the, that's the craziest thing I've ever experienced. Okay. Well, in my 20s, we had this ongoing argument because for whatever reason we encountered a bunch of snakes just when we're out on trail runs and they always seem to be like we turn a corner and they're there but they're like they're crossing the trail so they're stretched out so not yeah. coiled ready to strike mm -hmm. and so my argument was always like hey if you're if you're coming up on a snake and your momentum is moving forward and it's stretched out like you just gotta jump it and <laughs> yeah. so i argued with my, with my buddy and um since that i don't know it's like a silly 20 year old argument but i've actually had that happen to me probably like four or five times I've jumped it every time and I haven't ever had, like it kind of just surprises it. But Rattlesnakes it's like or black snakes? Just any snake. Okay. So like usually when you're, when you're turning the corner, it's too fast to like. Yeah. You think it's a stick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so that's not sticks. <laughs> I just jumped that stick right there. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, it's usually, yeah. It's, I mean, we, we live in rattlesnake country and we did it at the time and I still do, but okay. So the bear thing though, you were conjuring up memories of the movie, I think it's called The Edge with Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. Are you familiar with that movie? I haven't seen it. No. So it's like a it's like a movie where they get stuck in Alaska and they have to survive oh, and like geez. find their way back to wilderness. And so they end up. I mean, it's old. So spoiler alert: like they end up having to like, kill a bear. And the way that Anthony oh, wow. Hopkins does it is the bear's like coming at him, charging at him, and he gets this long stick. He wedges the stick in the ground, and the bear basically topples on top of him but then goes like through the stick. Impales himself, gotcha. Yeah, so I'm wondering if you had enough, if if you had that same scenario again, would you have the wherewithal to wedge your trekking poles, hun like hunker down behind them <laughs> and then let the bear come down? There's no time. <laughs> no I barely time. had enough time to raise them up. Okay. It happens that quick, unfortunately. Right. That movie's fake then. All right, there we go. Remember, there was a whole bunch of brush coming down from where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. But, yeah, yeah definitely me too. good for stories that, yeah. you know, with the happy ending. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's that's good stuff, man. That's, that's a memorable trip. We have trips like that, but that's like when they're all kind of clustered together, like that's pretty crazy yeah. stuff. All right. So, I was, I was sifting through your content and I came across an interesting video. I had like a pretty strong reaction to it. <laughs> like, you'll, you'll, I'll share why here in a moment, but. It was really helpful. So you figured out a hack to clean out your Sawyer really? water filters and make them last longer. I assume these work on some other filters as well. So I don't want you to have to go through your whole like the video thing. In a nutshell, yeah. For those that want to check out the video, like what's the hack? What what's the what's the secret here? 
Well, I originally found this on Reddit, and this was official from Sawyer, uh, from their customer service, actually. So it wasn't I just, talked you know, to them, and they didn't give me this hack. That's interesting. I think it might depend on who you talk to. Everybody That's has true. their own things. Um, but just similar to, you know, if you have a Keurig machine, a coffee machine, you have to descale it, right? Put right, right, vinegar right. and water through it. Same kind of principle. If you're running hard water or any kind of water through it, you might get you might get the filter clogged up with whatever kind of mineral deposits or hard water that may be in the area that you're filtering. And right. while I didn't experience this on the Appalachian Trail, because I always filtered from streams and backflushed from those clean water streams, you know, at home we have the tap water that we run through, but soaking it in vinegar actually mm -hmm. really, really helps. And I actually renewed two of my filters that were just unbelievably slow. Right. So just soaking in a bowl of vinegar, run some vinegar yeah. water through it with that syringe that you get, and then really flush it out with uh, with some clean water to get rid of the yeah, taste. Yeah, they did say that. Like a lot of people will try to backflush it with, you know, their water bottles or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, no, the syringe is like very intentional. It can provide the force needed. So that part I got. It is. What surprised me at the video was, and I wasn't even paying attention until like you mentioned at the end, was that you were doing a Sawyer Micro. Yeah. And so I was surprised because I've had I've had multiple experiences with myself and a buddy who's brought the Micro on the trip, and I don't even think they last like a full trip before they clog up. Or at least for They last like two water filters, like two filtrations, yeah. and then they, that's I don't bring them anymore because okay. they're so slow. Right. So I use the regular squeeze, but just I hadn't seen anybody. I do too. Okay, I hadn't seen anybody who's yeah. like, no, I'm gonna keep on using the micro. Like I was like, that's new. For I me. don't like the micro to be honest All with right. you. I th I thought the mini was better to be honest with you. The little the little guy. Yeah, and even the mini, yeah. a lot of people have problems with as well. Okay, interesting. So. All right, so check it out if you want to make your filter last a little longer. He has like the vinegar, warm water mixture okay. and kind of gives you the the rundown. So I thought that was helpful. All right, so here's a question. So you've been putting out these videos about like, I'm, I'm going to hike the PCT this year. You know, like I'm going to talk about gear. I'm going to talk about plan, this and that. But then you also mentioned, but by the way, I'm 40 years old and I have some kids. And so yeah. most through hikers tackle the long trails before they have kids or often before they get married, or if they never have kids, or a lot of them do it like when they're empty nesters, but not you, Frozen. You've got a couple stepkids. If I got this right, you got like a nine and a 10 year old. Yes. Stepkids. And then mm -hmm. you, got, you got a toddler at home, right? I do. Almost two. Okay. Yes. Almost two. Got it. So, how? How are you making this happen? What's your secret here? The secret is finding and waiting for the right woman, first of all. <laughs> okay. uh, this would not be happening for me right now without her. Um, right. I'd have to be single for this to happen, obviously. For the past five years, I've moved every dime I've made on YouTube to a separate account that collects interest in the stock market. It's actually a treasury fund. Okay. Um, and I, I hit two hurdles and I'll come out with this video in a couple of weeks. But uh, the first hurdle was having enough money to have six months salary saved up so my wife wouldn't know financially that I'm not here. Interesting. And okay. the second one, second hurdle I had to reach was, you know, how much money does it take to hike the, the Pacific Crest Trail? And that, that answer is $10,000 as of last year. $10,000. Yeah. It, it, uh, inflation and the cost of living out in California and Oregon and Washington have gone up ex exponentially the past couple of years. So you're counting, you know, like hotel stays. Yeah. And... Hotel stays, gear break fixes, travel. Okay. I got resupply, especially. Yeah. Gotcha. They yeah. actually have a, uh, a survey, Half Mile Anywhere has a survey that he does every year since like 2014 that lists mm -hmm. all this information. Really good resource for PCT hikers. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so 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 money was a big issue here. So you yeah, so you huge. saved money for salary, but also for the payment of the trail itself. Correct. 
Okay. Yep. And, uh, you know, put that in account and I worked with the financial guy and, you know, we're going to be transferring twice a month, my paycheck without, you know, after taxes to the okay. bank account to be used for bills. And, you know, with that money, it should have some extra by the end of the trail, if all goes well and I get a job quickly. But, uh, okay. you know, the, really the, the, the key here is, you know, having the wife that can deal with three kids going right. to school and, you know, I met, I met the right one. I met, I met her right uh, a couple years before the Appalachian Trail, we got engaged on Mount Katahdin, married in, okay. right before COVID. And uh, okay. it's been perfect ever since. So it really depends on the right, right woman. Yeah, you're blessed, man. I mean, it yeah. sounds like, you you know, like the financial piece, like you're planning for that and very wise about that. But yeah, definitely blessed to have that support yeah. at home. Are they going to connect with you at all while you're on the trail as far as like um, zero days, visitations, anything like that? Probably not visitation. She's going to be busy enough. It's going to okay. be, the budget's going to be real tight anyway. Right. But definitely, um, you know, we'll have, you know, Google chats or whatever on the videos and everything okay. on the phone. When I'm gotcha. Off. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Let's circle back to that thought here in a little bit. I got, I got kind of a further thought on that. Okay. Okay. At this point, like you, you mentioned, you started backpacking 10 years ago. You've already done a very long through hike. You've made some errors i imagine you're you're fixing things you're fine-tuning some things can you give us your bet your three best ultralight tips from thousands of miles of trail experience ultralight tips um i don't really have yeah. ultralight tips anybody with the ultralight tips will tell you to just stop bringing stuff i guess look at look at your stuff by the end of the trip but okay just don't bring things i'm gonna give you three interesting backpacking trips that can lead you down the ultralight trail so one thing i do would be um I cook in the packaging okay. that comes with like a North side or an oatmeal or a mashed potatoes packet. That way you're not dirtying your pot. You know, all you're using your pot is to boil water and then you eat out of the packaging. If you wake up early, so a lot of people want to hit high mileage, right? People want to hit those twenties, those thirties, and they want to go fast for some reason. They want to wake up at seven or eight o'clock and go faster. And that's not the way to hit the higher miles. The way to hit the higher miles is wake up earlier, get to camp later, but hike mm. slower. That way you're not hurting yourself. You're not uh, getting any overuse injuries. You're not doing anything crazy to your body. Your body's right. just walking at a walker's pace, which is what you should be doing. Uh, and the second thing, for this I learned out on the AT, took me five years to learn this, try new things. For instance, for the longest time, I was bringing a, um, you know, like one of them ever new or platypus water bags. And I was bringing a, a half cut off water bottle to scoop water in out of the streams to filter. When that broke on the AT, I had to adapt to a new system. I had to get the water in my water bottles, attach a filter to the top of the water bottle and just use that. I got rid of two items that way. And I still use that to this day because it makes so much more sense for me. You always have to try new things. Don't get stuck in a rut and try and keep doing the same thing you're doing over and over again. You read about something, try it. If it doesn't work, then go back. But always try new things. Try new things like that. Yeah, I try to, I try to have at least one new thing, whether it's gear or food related each trip. But yeah, the one th so the one that you just mentioned though, where you're screwing your filter on, like so you're scooping in the dirty water and you screw your filter on top of the bottle. Is that what you're suggesting? On a dirty water bottle, yeah, like a smart right, water right. bottle. Yeah, so... I must be, I don't know, singing the praises of drink mix more than most people. But like for me, I want to 
have a place where I can, yeah, mix in my drink mix and not drink just pure water all the time. I want some like electrolyte replacement. That's fine. But a lot of people come across it that are doing the higher mileage. Like that's not like they want to, they're, they're speaking more your language. They, they want to go minimalist and they like, that's not even a concern. Well, I carry two water bottles. Okay. One's, one's always clean and one's always dirty. So gotcha. the clean one's always on the left. Okay. And you know, I just filter at the stream or wh- whenever, even if I don't want to filter right there at the stream, I can take that water and move with it. Right. So, gotcha. Okay. All right. So you can use your electrolytes. I use electrolytes every day. Yeah. What do you use? Um, Propel has been working for me, but the best has been Gatorade, the G2 packets. Like I can feel the difference between them, but they're so expensive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I haven't, I don't know if I've tried the, the G2 specifically. I have had the glacial a- freeze is like my favorite one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. They used to have like a citrus cooler Gatorade did that I was into, but that's interesting. Yes. Okay. All right. So then um, are there any other changes you're making? AT versus PCT. I'm going to do something different this time. You mentioned waking up earlier, hiking longer. Are there any other, whether it's swapping out gear or strategy or anything? I won't know that till I actually step foot on the PCT, but I will say I'm training a lot different. Um, Whereas on the AT, I was like, hey, let's take the hardest hikes I did throughout the years and cut a day off and see if I can still do them. And I had a lot of uh, injuries when I did that. I'm actually going to start slower than I did on the AT, even though the mileage should be easier on the PCT in the desert section uh, and not go so hard on these challenge hikes, if you will, is what I call them. Yeah, as you get older, obviously the overuse injuries are just getting aggressive or kind of doing like workouts like you see in the Rocky movies like that doesn't, it's not not applicable yeah. anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned like if you want to go ultralight, just cutting things out reducing your load but there's got to be something you're bringing or things you're bringing that are that you would consider luxury items it's a long time on the trail oh absolutely right, what, are, what are your big your top three luxury items so they just they just happened last year actually i um i increased my pad size so i was always on the i was on the uh the three-quarter length or the torso length what was it the thermarest x light right yeah i went up to a nemo tensor gained okay. you know six or seven ounces on top of that uh, and then I was like, you know what? This isn't wide enough. Let's go wider. So I got the wide okay. Nemo tensor. That's what I that's what I consider a luxury item for me. Definitely. Um, and I'm a small body too. I, I just toss and turn like a rotisserie chicken at night. So that well, extra <laughs> wide pad really, really helps me. The second thing is I went up to a large Sea uh, to Summit Eros ultralight pillow. And that's been great. It gives me literally an extra one to two inches in height on my neck. It lines me up perfectly. And then uh, a goofy item, and I already made fun of them before, but I'm probably going to bring the Flextail Zero Pump. You just made, you just said that you're not buying Flextail because they're so, over-marketing <laughs> to you, and then you're bringing one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, they, they've sent me two of their products. I didn't like the first one, told everybody I didn't like the first one. But the second one, the Zero, a- actually has some warrants. It's like the two ounces, maybe 2.4 with the battery. Okay. It The charge lasts like, 30 times I couldn't get the thing to die so I don't know how many times more than in between your resupply points I know that it allows me to do other things like start to cook dinner start to boil water uh you know unpack you know my my quilt you know while the pad is blown up it just saves me time you know what I mean and that's worth the two ounces for me that's fair. I, okay, full disclosure I bought one this year. I'm going to try it out. I, I I made fun of it for like 2 years and I was like, okay, like I'm not, I'm not so wiped out at camp where I can't inflate my own sleeping pad, but so many people love it. Like I haven't met anybody that doesn't like it. 
And so, so I'm going to yeah. try it out. I'm going to, I'm going to be objective about it. But my thing is, is like, there's a lot of these little kind of gadgety things that weigh an ounce or two. And I don't think, I mean, obviously you get enough of them, they're going to add up. Right. But for me, the issue I think is more the clutter. Like you have enough of these like little shachi items in, in, you know, whether it's the brain of your pack or some pocket. Now you're, I mean, I know people organize differently, but I just feel like the more you bring, the more you're kind of sifting through things when you're trying to grab something. Yeah, exactly. Like I used to bring all the the stuff sacks for my quilt and, you know, the, the sleeping pad. And now I just shove everything in the bottom right. of the pack and call it a day. But I, I get, see what you're coming from. Yeah. Question for you. When you ordered your zero, did mm. you order it from Amazon or right from their Kickstarter? From their, yeah, from their website. Okay. Did it take a long time to get to you? What's a long time? Like how long did it take you? Like two months. Not that long. <laughs> no. Okay. There are some people that, that are just now getting their November pre-orders. I'm just curious. That's I, like, yeah, that's weird. Cause I ordered mine in, I want to say like early January. It took like two and a half. It like, felt long. I was like at two and a half weeks, it felt long. And then I looked it up. Like they come like right from China. They're not coming, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's, it's literally a Chinese delivery company. Yeah. And we met yeah. Flextail at the Outdoor Retailer Show last year. And oh, um, okay. they, yeah, I, I don't know if I talked to the wrong person, but they, I was like trying to get some information out of them. And they're like, this is what we have. But they have another device where it's like a keychain style. It's meant to work like a thermocell where it sends away the mosquitoes, like creates a zone. Oh, bug zapper. Yeah, I, did, I turned that one down. Yeah. They were they were pushing that. <laughs> and at the time, like, you know, thermocell, mm. you're limited with the elevation you can use it at. And so but if it's battery operated, you're not. Oh, I didn't know that. And they were trying to tell me that, oh, okay. that you had to buy the thermocell pads to send the camp and then cut it to size and i was like what company is this <laughs> you're telling me to buy your opponent's it's weird gear to use for your stuff I, so so they they kind of turned me off but then since then like everybody's like flex till this flex till that so I'm, I'm gonna give them a chance that's all i'm trying to say yeah we'll see what happens yeah we'll see how they hold up in the long run i don't have a review on it yet okay but gotcha yeah seems like it'd be a good product to review on a on a through hike indeed there was another um there was another uh, previous through hiker that had a three gram pad pump. Okay. And it was insane. It would charge right from your battery bank right. or not, not charge, be powered from your battery bank. And I reached out to the guy because after I saw this, I was like, wow, three or five gram, maybe it was something ridiculous. Yeah, almost nothing. Yeah. And uh, it was literally, and it had three speeds on it too. Go figure. Okay. So if you didn't want to be like that noisy jerk on the trail, you could turn it down to one. It would take like five minutes, but it would still blow up your pad. And I reached out to him. He's like, you know, I'm going to college right now. Uh, the parts are really scarce. The microchips from China are, are too scarce right now, but maybe in the future, I'll keep you in mind. Like to try, okay, to try one out. So he, he's not mass marketing it yet. No, he, he just made it for himself at this point, basically. I mean, if it works, like he's going to win the market at that weight, right? Yeah, he really yeah. would because we don't really need, if we're already bringing a battery back, and this goes back to the ultralight mentality, we don't need a battery on the pump itself, right. you know? Yeah. And that, and actually the, and that's what flex is doing with their mosquito repellent thing is, is you need to have that extra battery bank as well for that. So maybe they're close. Maybe they're yeah. close with the next version they of their pump. I'll, I'll have to pay attention to the next outdoor retailer show and, uh, talk to somebody different. I don't know, but, um, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, okay. I was kind of trying to think from your perspective and I, and I already mentioned how there's going to be like potentially as you're out on the trail, this weird generational gap with this, you know, flow of through hikers, right? <laughs> Where you might be in the, like the middle here. So since most are going to either be younger or older than you, I've got a challenge for you. Okay. Okay. I got some options here. Which of the th following three conversation starters 
would you most likely use when rolling up to a new group of fellow through hikers? These are all intentionally socially awkward, but this is just going to let us know about you. Okay. <laughs> and this, and okay. I don't know, maybe, maybe you got the way to like say things that are socially awkward to break the ice. We'll find out. All right. A, I'm going to try to do this like, um, in character here. Howdy folks. Just pulling <laughs> into a nearby spot for the evening. Can I entice anybody to join me for a round of Dungeons and Dragons? Wow. Okay. B, hello everyone. You probably don't recognize me, but I am the undisputed UNO champion of the Western Hemisphere. I dare any of you to take me on. Letter C. Hello. I've got a bunch of 1990s baseball cards in mint condition. I might even have a Derek Jeter rookie card. Anybody willing to trade for a freeze-dried meal? Well, I'd have to go with B for that one. I don't I don't like baseball cards and uh the Dungeons okay. and Dragon things is a little, you know, past me. Yeah. Too, yeah. Too socially awkward. Okay. Yeah. There's kids playing it like I'm a teacher. There's kids playing it at my school nowadays. There's like a Dungeons and Dragons club. So I don't know where that is. I think the Uno thing would be actually something I would say to be honest with you. You would actually say just that. Just to be a jerk and funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that a jerk? Because like if you're not really the champion and then somebody takes you down, like it's it's mostly a game of chance. But so if somebody takes you down, uh, they feel good about themselves. Nice. No, I, I am I'm always up for just inter interesting interactions. Like my buddy Derek, he's challenging me to like randomly pull people aside on the trail this summer and interview them with random questions to um, offer to weigh like bring a pack scale and weigh their packs mid trip and like just see if I can do it. See if I can pull it off without, you know, totally scaring people off. So You totally could. His challenge we we, we got this with our trivia challenge. His challenge is he's got a hand out Werther's Originals candies as if he's like the old man with the hard candies. <laughs> so, so we'll see. My grandma does that, yeah. yeah does she really? Uh -huh. oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I actually well, like them too. <laughs> yeah, they're good They're, they're good, good candies, right? Yeah, they taste yeah. good. Yeah, everybody likes that guy or that woman. Like okay. All right, so um, if you do have this conversation, if you challenge people to Uno out on the trail, then let us know how that goes and let us know if you win. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so where can we find you, and what can we look forward to coming up on your YouTube channel? Uh, you can find me over on Instagram, Frozen's Outdoor Adventures, and on YouTube, Outdoor Adventures should be the first one. If I'm not, I question my life right now. But right. Also coming up on the channel, obviously the Pacific Crest Trail through hike, and then see what happens when I get back. But uh, more than likely, going to start focusing instead of through hiking uh, and just you know, kind of two to three day weekend trips, maybe longer section hikes, you know, five to seven days, something, gotcha. JMT, Colorado trail, that kind of stuff. Those aren't going to take you five to seven days though. That's just sections of those trails, right? Okay, well, sections. Yeah. Sections of the trail. Right. Unless they go really fast, but yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. You violate your own like policy that you have. So right. I'm actually 30 minutes from the Colorado trails. So you have to reach out if you end up. Oh, cool. Yeah, Absolutely. If you're in the neck of the woods, but, um, yeah. awesome, man. All right. We'll check out your stuff. You're looking forward to all the, the, you know, the stories you got out there and tips and tricks, like just, yeah, love what you put out there frozen. Thank you Thank so you. much for taking sure. the time to join the show. This has been awesome. Yeah, definitely fun. Carl. Appreciate it, man. All right, man. What'd you think about that? Uh, it was solid. He's got a good trip coming up. A little PCT, right? <laughs> he does. Um, <laughs> just a little trip, just a little, little jaunt. Some interesting ideas about you. Um, and uh, okay. so I think we should talk about that. Uh, the conversational topics? Yes. Intentionally socially awkward. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is stuff you would do and you want to like project it on other people. 
I don't understand that. Like, why do you want to make... If I could have an awkward life, so do you, too. Like, I don't understand why you want to do that. You don't don't want me to ask questions that put people in situations that might kind of surprise them. Huh. We're getting to know people in different Uh ways with the way that we ask questions. We don't want this... You know, everybody's asking, like, so tell us your backpacking story. How did you get into backpacking? Who was your... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, we're not asking those questions. So do you feel like you're... Did the question about Uno come from personal experience? Like, do you feel like you're one of the greatest Uno players of all time on the Western Hemisphere? No, I think it's a game of chance. There's a little bit of strategy involved, but it's a game of chance for the most part. Here, Okay, so here's my question. So out of those three conversational topics, which one, if I said, all right, Derek, you got to go up to strangers, you got to have one, which one would you be most likely to have? Which conversation? So you had the the Uno, you had the... Dungeons uh, and Dragons, baseball cards. Probably baseball cards. Okay. You would try to trade, be like, hey, I got these mint condition cards. I didn't say they'd be mint. I just said, you know, I got this card here. This <laughs> okay. is a this is a good card. This is a good one. Yeah. Uh, how about this is like this is worth like ten bucks in Beckett. I'll give you like three of these cards for like one meal. Depends on the meal though. They gotta have a good meal. If they somehow if they I'll say this if they whip out a somehow a a, a mystery salmon pesto from somewhere, yeah. right? I mean, that's you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have the advantage there. So. Well, then you got to up what you're offering. What would you yeah. offer for that? I'd probably give them everything I had. <laughs> you can all have the all of my cards. backpacking gear. You can have <laughs> all, all these back. No, all the baseball cards. <laughs> you can have my sleeping pad, and I'll just pretend like it flew out of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can have my pillow, which I forgot at home. I'm Carl Mandrioli. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I yeah. at home. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well. Oh, never ends. What about you? Would you go? What will be your topic of conversation? Did you did you say? Would you do Uno? I want to swing it back, dude. I'll be honest, man. Like I feel okay having weird and socially awkward conversations with we know, anybody. We if know. you, so what's that one show where like they have an earpiece in and then their buddies are telling them the, the weird things to say? Impractical jokers, yeah. 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 So like as long as it was appropriate and not and family friendly, if you had me doing things like that, I would be. Yeah. I don't want to say comfortable, but I'd be willing to do whatever. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be challenging, but it'd be fun. Right. Like, give me something. I'm in a grocery store. Uh, you've got, you know, you got a visual on me. I'm, I'm walking down the aisles. G- give me one that you do. What would you, what, you're in my ear. You'd say, Carl, you got to do this. You're going to ask, uh, I don't know. I, it, it depends on the people around you, for sure. Okay. But I would say, there's all kinds of things. Like, one thing could be like, um, you know, ask an old lady to help you lift something, you know? I don't know. Like, <laughs> can you help me lift this bag of peas? Like, my arms are so sore. Or maybe you ask I a get kid. asked at the grocery store all the time to grab something off the top shelf for people. Like, this happens all the time. So, I could ask a short person to do that for me. Like, yeah. just, hey, can you get that off the top shelf for <laughs> That's me? That's so insulting. <laughs> Why is it insulting, in the way? It seems insulting. I don't know. The one, that, the one that I think you brought it before was like, you're at the back of the store, you got to X the store, and you can only move if you're like touching somebody. So like you put, mm. you know, you put your hand on their shoulder mm. or you're like, you're, you know, you're like nudging into them, you can move forward. But if you're not touching anybody, now, especially like post-COVID, that's really uncomfortable. I would, I would make you pick out some random item in the store that like nobody's going to buy and like try to convince somebody to buy it. And talk to them about all the nutritional facts. Like, listen, listen, this bok choy is so right, good for you. Right. You need to put uh, it in your cart. People right buy now. bok choy. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't about? know. Whatever it is. That's an know. easy one. Yeah. I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah. I think I would just go borrow a table somewhere and just like pretend like I was, you know, 
salesperson. I would make you point. pretend like you're the Kool-Aid man. Like wear red okay. and just like <laughs> pop out of each eye like, <laughs> like scare people. Yeah. That would well, be that, funny. Kool-Aid man like destroys the wall when he comes through here. Nah, well, so. well, we'll talk to the store about that. You know, maybe they can okay, set up a little. Let's, let's talk about grocery stores for a second because okay. here's, here's something. I don't know. If, okay. So in our grocery stores, like the aisles are wide enough for one person to walk up one side and somebody to be going, coming down the opposite side, right? With a weighted vest? <laughs> Correct. Okay. So there's plenty of space for two people to kind of pass each other in a typical grocery aisle. But now grocery okay. stores are putting like barriers in the aisle. They're putting like these little displays. They're trying to sell you things in the aisle, which is literally causing aisle traffic. Oh, yeah. So, yeah I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I've never purchased anything off of that kind no. of islandy kind of thing. No. But I'm so tempted just to use my grocery cart, just barrel through one of them. I'm so tired of those stinking things. Am I alone in this? No. There's got to be other people. Those are those. What about can you? Be, those can be. I, I've had an issue with those a couple times. Yeah. Get out of the way. Just you know, do we really need it that much? Yeah. That's no. why we have end caps. Yeah. So. Correct. Okay. I think that I think you know the grocery talk fully uh, reflected accurately upon the frozen interview. So I think we're done. I think we're good. We're ready to move on here. That was it. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we've got through hike lingo trivia coming up right after this. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to up your trail game, folks. If you suffer from extreme soreness, exhaustion, or like Carl, impossibly weak shoulders, then reach out to Rowan, our good friend from Summit Strength. He'll help you get fit, strong, and resilient so that you can conquer your next great adventure. Don't rely on the random and unverified nonsense you find online. Rowan uses rock-solid evidence and years of experience to get you trail-ready for all circumstances. Uneven terrain, another long climb after a series of long climbs, your discouraging partner telling you that you can't make it. The link to your success is always in our episode description, but you can always check out all the information you need at summitstrength.com.au slash online. Once again, that's summitstrength.com.au slash online. It's time to be strong and pain-free for your next adventure. Okay, so before we get to through hike lingo trivia, I got to give a trivia update. Whoever loses, we got some interesting punishments. Do you remember what you're supposed to do if you lose trivia this season? Oh, I don't even remember anymore. Something ridiculous. Pretend like you're an old man and pass out worthers to the youngins on the trail. 
Do they work? I got to buy yeah. those somewhere online. I'll get them for you. Don't worry. You're not going to remember. Thanks. I don't trust you. Well, if I'm being an old man, though, no, I got to pretend I don't. <laughs> okay. Martin character. Uh, so right now you have more losses than me. I'm going to go through here. What do you here. mean? What do you have right now? I'm going to go, go through, through it. it. So you have four losses. You've got- Four? I'm going to tell you the names of the trivia. You got, you lost Trail Foodie trivia, Trash trivia, Trend trivia, and Historical Lies trivia. Those are the ones you lost. Huh. I don't even remember. I've lost three, so it's close. I, I lost trivia. You don't, you didn't name your trivia for And that's that. including last week? Yeah. Or, yeah. Wow. Okay. It was 42, right. and then, yeah, I just caught up a little bit. Wow. So I lost trivia that we had for the Alice Ford episode. Um, you had, like, you called it random trivia from our headlines episode, mm. and the most recently wilderness survival trivia. So I lost those three, so it's Correct. close. Correct. Okay. okay. All right. So so we've talked about some of this this through-hike lingo. We even have an, an episode, I want to say, like, season two about, like, different trail lingo. So I don't know if you remember that, but I'm going to give it to you multiple choice. I think you're intentionally trying to get me loose so you don't have to do it this year. But you, you have yet... You have yet to jump in a lake, which you owe me still. Yeah, no, no, I owe you that. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll so regardless. That. I actually plan a trip so that we have lots of lakes, lake options. Okay. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. I tested this trivia on my wife, and she was able to pass. Oh, boy. Here we go. Number one. Okay. A resupply box that has sometimes, like, has sometimes used necessities, like sometimes you use them, sometimes, sometimes you resupply. don't. resupply. Can be repeatedly mailed ahead of you on the trail, and that's called a... Letter A, bounce box. B, pack ahead. Pack C, a what? cash convoy. Pack, pack ahead. Pack ahead. Okay. Two words. Pack ahead. C, cat. Cash convoy. C, cash convoy. D, dipsy doodle. <laughs> you, know, you don't like the dipsy doodle? This is like through trail hiking stuff, which I don't yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but we talked about the first one was what? First one was bounce box. Bounce box. Yeah, and cash is like C A C H E, not. Not like money, cash. Cash convoy, dipsy doodle. Yeah. It seems so dumb. It's probably the right one. Um, uh-huh. I don't think it's the second one. The pack ahead. Oh, uh, maybe it is pack ahead. I don't know. These all sound stupid. Um, let's see. <laughs> Are you calling through like your lingo stupid? Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, oh my. Gosh. I literally did make up three of these. Three of these were just completely made up by me. So you can keep that in mind. <sighs> Uh, Packhead, Dipsy Doodle, Cash Convoy, and the first one was <laughs> the... This one is the Bounce Box. What was the first one? The Bounce Box. <laughs> cash Convoy. Cash Convoy is incorrect. It was the know. Bounce Box. Bounce Box. Well, Dipsy Doodle, right, I'm glad you didn't say that. That would have been embarrassing. All right. No, that's bad. Uh, my wife got that one wrong, too, just so you know, so, she, so you're still on pace. Woo! Number two, a town with an all-you-can-eat mm. buffet is called A and Ace... Because, like, that's the acronym for all you can eat, but you know, all you can eat. Ace. B, a jump and dump. C, dinner dream. <laughs> what's, what's jump and dump? Or D, yum yums. Oh, yum yums? A town. Like, what? Yeah, this is what I've never heard true of hikers A's. call a town. J- jump and dump. Huh? Yum yums. What was the other one? An ace for the acronym or a dinner dream. <laughs> I know you made these up. Um, I made three of these up, yeah. You really made Ace up? What, what did Ace stand for again? All you can eat. Oh, that you definitely made that up. Uh, I'm going to okay. say jump and dump. 
<laughs> I <don't> <laughs> I'm for sure you wouldn't say that one. It's almost as bad as yum yums. They're all bad, dude. They're it's Ace. Bad. Ace is the correct answer. For real? It's yeah. so stupid. Oh my gosh, these are dumb names. <laughs> this is my favorite trivia right here. All right. Okay. Oh, this is great. Okay, this one this one's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard of any I've never okay. heard of any of This one you should be able to get, because we've definitely oh, thrown this term wow. around. Hiking almost zero miles in a day, often associated with staying one night in a town, is zero called a, a Nero, B, Caesar, C, Augustus, or D, Brutal Brutus. <laughs> Wait, having staying in a town and having zero? Almost zero miles in a day. This is so dumb. It's not a zero day? You don't just call it a zero day? So if it was just zero miles, it'd be called a zero day. You're right, but That's it's so almost Almost. Zero. So I took like yeah. five five steps and it's not a zero day? I guess so. Nero, Brutus. That's lame. Uh, Caesar, and what was the third one? Augustus. I don't know. Let's just go with Nero. Nero is correct. The near zero. Nero. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the rest were just simply Roman. Whole, names, yeah, so. I got Yeah. That was okay. terrible. Okay. Worst. One of your worst trivia <laughs> all, right. all the time. Five to three. Five to three of these now. Oh, no. <laughs> Werther's Originals. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So, a couple tidbits for you. So I'm still enjoying the trivia. So, so ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So, we've got somebody on Instagram, Gringo Vato Loco, also known as Zach. He's on Facebook, too. <laughs> Gringo he he's so like he's like our biggest encourager man he always like thinks he thinks you're hilarious he says that like he listens to these comedy podcasts and he he thinks mm. you're funnier than the comedy podcast like, he gets more laughs i guess out of it so he's always wow. sending us like these positive they're not reviews but just these positive comments so i just shout out to zach we've been using these bribery stickers zach send me your uh, address we'll send some stickers your way so thanks for Gringo always being Vato. positive encouraging yeah Gringo my boy loco Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, he's a big fan of yours specifically. Uh, We got, so uh, at some point soon, I'll be training again for uh, summer adventures. And last year, Mm. I invited people to to join me on Strava. I am going to, whoever follows me on Strava, I'm not, I don't, I'm not looking to get a big following, but I'm trying to have every one of my training sessions be Mm. like the title is like a prayer for somebody that's on Strava. That's, that's kind of part of that community. So Uh Carl Mandrill on Strava, if you want, if you want to get a prayer, you want to join the community? I'm on there. Please uh, consider that. And then speaking of that, our good friend John Kelly, who crashed our podcast. Oh, yes. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. He told me he's got like a devotion podcast from his church. It's called Leesburg Daily. And so he, he uh, had me listen to it. I liked it. If you're looking for like a seven-minute devotion podcast for the morning, night, whatever, check it out. Leesburg Daily. L-E-E-S Berg Daily. So just shout out to to JK, big fan of that guy. Okay, that's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all, that's I, got. all I got. That's all I got, uh, guys. Thanks for getting cold with us on the frozen episode. I wish my uh, earmuffs were helping keep me warm because Carl's bad jokes keep me icy cold all night long. I wish you had better jokes. Seriously, I, I would just <laughs> engage the listeners more. But Zach, I need the encouragement now, man. I need the encouragement. Derek's trying to tear me down. I mean, it's really not that hard of a choice. I mean, you know, I mean, okay. you got pun man over here or whatever. It doesn't matter. I love him anyway. He's a horrible joke teller, but we know we, we stick with him. <laughs> we stick with our special friends, don't we all? We'll see you next time.
I was on the trail with Carl the other day, and we were walking around. I was like, dude, why don't you get your Strava out, and you can have them follow us on the Strava, like, together. We'll do this together. And everywhere. We'll just do it everything. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know if it's going to work for you. Because I'm like, why? What do you mean? He's like, well, you go to Carl's Jr. too much, and you go to Costco too much, and they're going to know, like, what your life's all about. I'm like, let them in. Let them in. Gringo Vato. Everybody can be a Gringo Vato because we're going to be loco at the Costco.